Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Robin Landa. Robin is a distinguished professor at Kane University and a globally recognized expert in ideation, advertising, branding, and design. She is called a creativity guru and one of the greatest teachers of our time by the Carnegie Foundation. She teaches not only university students, but trains industry professionals to generate worthwhile ideas as well. She is using her creative powers for good. Robin is an award-winning author of books on creativity, design, and advertising, and has written 25 books, including Strategic Creativity, Graphic Design Solutions, Advertising by Design, Building Your Own Brand, Designing brand experiences and nimble. It's going to be an excellent and amazing conversation today. I'm really excited. Robin, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm a big fan of yours. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. So there were a lot of commas in that, uh, in that intro, you have written a lot of books. Your work has affected and talked and talked to a lot of people and really helped them along in their journeys for creating excellent design and creating ideas and all that. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became so awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's, that's lovely. Um, I'm a distinguished professor in the Michael Graves College at King University. And as you said, I'm an author and uh, people are always surprised at the number of books, but I really love to write. And I trained as a designer and a fine artist, and um, I kind of segued into writing because I really believe that education is is the key. And since my books are really an extension of my work in the classroom to educate people, and as you said, I've literally taught thousands of people to tap into their creative potential. You know, what's interesting about teaching design and creativity is that it's pretty abstract, right? I mean, how do you get, you know, some of that goodness that maybe is percolating in your head and your experiences and being able not only to commit it to paper, but to commit it to idea and to commit it to action? What are some of the ways that you help people sort of figure that out or, you know, tease it out of them so that they can communicate it to the wider world? That's a million dollar question. And it, and it usually takes um, a, a few weeks to do that, at least, um, whether I'm in the classroom or, or training marketing professionals or CEOs. One very quick way for people to tap into their creative potential is to 
ask certain kinds of questions and to be very curious. Um, right now, there, there are a lot of people, a lot of scholars writing about curiosity. And curiosity really is, is a key. If you're curious, not just about your own expertise. So for example, your own vertical. So if you're in marketing, your vertical is marketing. But if you think about a T, the letter T and the crossbar of the T extending into other areas, then you're broadening your knowledge base. So being curious, um, being observant, and being observant is critical to not only maintaining your creativity, but to your mental health. There have been articles recently about the fact that being observant wards off senility. Uh, and then asking certain kinds of questions, two great questions to ask are what if. So when you pose a question like what if, you're thinking about possibilities outside your own experience. Or if you pose a question such as if only, and if only is not about regrets, but it's about possibilities again. If only we could fly, if only we could be invisible and listen to what other people say, if only we could have phones that are cordless. I mean, that's how we start to get inventions. And if you think about what if and if only, a lot of science fiction writers pose those questions and they're thinking about possibilities outside their own experience. So one of the things, you know, that I was really interested in when I was doing some research on you was the whole idea of strategic creativity, right? And that sort of, you know, like, uh, so on the one hand, you're trying to tease out, you know, something that, uh, you know, that needs to be creative, but also the idea of being strategic about it was particularly intriguing for me. How do you define strategic uh, creativity and why do you feel it's so important you know, for um, advertising agencies and, and graphic designers to create these new, these new works for our lives. Strategic creativity is the power to conceive something that solves a problem, but that also anticipates issues, that aims empathetically at people, that's appropriate to the target audience, and ultimately benefits people. And, and that's, that's a key. When people think about creativity, they often think about people in, in La Moem or in Rent where they're, they're poets or painters and they're in a garret and they're just being creative and doing their own thing for, for themselves, their friends or a very small audience. But in advertising, as you said, in branding and design, we're aiming at mass audiences. And so your creativity has to be strategic in order to connect with people, in order to be relevant and in order to resonate in the long term. You can't just do it willy-nilly. It really has to be thoughtful. It has to fit into people's lives. It has to have context. Uh, it has to be, have an appropriate perspective. It has to be somewhat humanistic. You have to really think about being people-centered. Um, you have to make, as I said before, observations, really, because you're looking, whether it's advertising or branding or design, you're always looking for that human truth. You're always looking for that insight on which you can base an idea your solutions have to be interesting. With, with so much going on 24-7, we can access you know, the world and entertainment and information. Your solutions, your creative solutions have to be interesting or they're going to fall flat or no one's going to notice and no one's going to pay attention. And then you have to be, you have to offer some content, something that's interesting to people, something that they will want, um, something that they will spend some time with. And then you have to be really empathetic and really think about what 
benefits people? What's in it for them? What do they want? What do they desire? And that's where all the strategy comes in. Uh, one of my favorite examples of talking about design is subways, whether it's the New York City subway or a great example is the Mexico City subway, if you're not familiar with it. Basically what they need when you're designing a subway system and you're designing the signage for that system, it's very important that A, it's very legible, you know, that uh, that anyone can figure out, it, you know, in a quarter of a second where they are, where they are and where they should be. And that is achieved by big, bold fonts. That's achieved by colors. That's achieved by, you know, clearer markings. And that is really the hallmark of what makes a subway usable, right? If you design a subway and you design a subway system that is hard to navigate, people won't use it. They'll get frustrated. They'll get lost. They'll end up in the wrong side of town, you know, things like that. What are some of the examples that you like that demonstrate what strategic, uh, what strategic creativity is all about and how it really helps achieve the goals that it set out to, that it set out to pursue? Um, a client like Burger King is a great client to have because they're really willing to do things that are not formulaic or pedestrian. They're willing to take risks. So if you think about the Whopper Detour, which um, is an extraordinary campaign, uh, it took several years to get past the legal uh, teams. What they did was they offered a Whopper for one cent, but the catch is you had to order it at McDonald's. You had to be in the vicinity of a McDonald's in order to order it on your phone. And the whole goal was to get people to download the Burger King mobile app and to use it for ordering. And since McDonald's has a greater geography, there's so many more McDonald's than Burger Kings, they really used that geofencing idea to um, get people to, to troll. And, and Burger King is known for trolling McDonald's and people loved it. People really thought it was hugely entertaining and it, it, it swept all the awards, which is something that all agencies want, but more importantly, people downloaded that app and there were millions of downloads very quickly and people started using the app to, to pre-order their food. What would you say is an example of great advertising? And I'm sure you've seen a lot, you know, especially being, you know, uh, living in New York City, you're, you're almost bombarded with it, right? And I think that you know, by living in a city like that, you know, you really do see these great examples of both old and new advertising that, you know, can be unique that you probably wouldn't see in other parts of the world. What do you see as like great advertising, really impactful that not only translates to, you know, to something that's great where you live, but also can be easily can be easily propagated to other cities as well? Well, the end part of your question just cha changed what my answer was going to be, but I'll tell you what my original answer, which is was going to be, because it also could be for tourists. It's Fearless Girl. Can New York created this statue of a girl facing down the bull on Wall Street, and it was for global State Street advisors. And the idea was to have more women on your team, more women on board. And it became a global sensation. I mean, people just came from everywhere. Tourists, when they were visiting New York, came to see Fearless Girl. Um, women posed next to Fearless Girl in the same pose. Young girls were felt empowered by it. And it just, it went 
all the images of it went viral very quickly, although it is a stationary object, which is why it doesn't really answer the, the, the second part of your question. Um, something that, that really did hit all over the place is uh, a social film by Pereira O'Dell, an agency in New York. PJ Pereira is the uh, president and chief the global creative officer of Pereira O'Dell. And he created these films for um, Intel. And the first one, well, I think it was the second one that really hit big was called The Beauty Inside. And it was a series of, I think, seven installments that came on Facebook that you could watch on Facebook. He auditioned people on Facebook to be in the film. And it was about a person who every, every time this person wakes up, he's in a different body. It's the same person on the inside, just like Intel is on the inside, the beauty inside, but the person looked different on the outside. And when this person fell in love, he had to deal with the fact that his physical being kept changing. And it was uh, really a breakthrough idea in advertising to have social films and um, everything out of that agency is just brilliant. Amazing. So when you're looking at different brands, what makes you stop and be like, you know, just shake your head like, geez, these guys did it wrong. Right. You know, anyone can talk about great advertising, but how can you talk about horribly bad advertising and really see like, geez, these guys really missed the mark. What are some examples you uh, you've seen of that? Well, I won't, I won't name anybody. I never, I never name examples of bad advertising, but I can tell you what constitutes bad advertising and that's being formulaic. Um, I, when I was a student, I took a course with Sal DeVito of DeVito Verde Agency, and he would put up these signs around the room <clears throat> for the critique. And you had to put your own work under the sign that you thought matched it, even if, if you, even if you realized that you had done a bad job. And one of them was, it sounds like advertising. And that's something that you really want to avoid. You don't want the work to sound like advertising. Nobody wants to be sold. Nobody wants a sales pitch. You have to get under people's radar. And the greatest risk, and I hope your listeners really hear this, is to play it safe and to do something formulaic, to do something pedestrian, and to do whatever the other guy is doing, because no one's going to take notice. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, we had, we were graced with the show Mad Men, which really had these great vignettes of pitches of when people would come in and, uh, you know, they would be pitched on women's stores and, you know, the lipstick one, you know, particularly sticks out for me. When you see how brands and advertising are portrayed in these types of shows, what goes through your mind? Are, are there some of them that are that you're like, oh, my God, this is genius. They did a really great job. Or are there others where you're just like, nah, they got it all wrong. They, this shouldn't be there. I think what they do hit on is when they're looking with when you see that they're looking for an insight, that they're trying to understand their audience. What hurts is when they really sound like hucksters and they sound like snake oil salesmen because advertising can do a lot of good. A lot of brands right now are trying to um, do good for society. They're trying to, uh, they contribute, they have foundations, they, have, they are interested in sustainability and they're really trying to align their values with Gen Z. Gen Z really wants to know what you're doing for the world. Um, they, can, they, they want to put their money and they can with a brand who's going to do more than just make a profit. 
Um, so when these shows really show you that they're really thinking about the audience, because it's not about the brand, it's about the audience. It's about what you can do for them and understanding who they are. That's when they hit it right. I love it. Thank you so much for articulating that. Robin, where can people learn more about you and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Thank you so much for asking that, Jeff. Um, my website, robinlanda.com, you can get free stuff. You can download a quick start guide to strategic creativity, a quick start, a quick start guide to um, advertising by design. And for my forthcoming book, The New Art of Ideas, you can get a worksheet there and you can get other stuff as well. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on every social media platform. So please connect. Amazing. Robin, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this. You know, just talking about this is the design and tossing it around with different people. You always get a, you always get a slightly different view of how, uh, of how people interpret it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to break it down for us. Thank you so much, Jeff. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.